Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What are you making today? We've got fried chicken and planting waffles and orange and ginger hot chili light hot syrup and um, uh, black caraway and sweetheart cabbage slaw. Uh, tell me about this plantain again. <laughs> are we actually really again? It's a planting waffle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you think there's an end to the need for planting. There's no such thing. <laughs> it's a, so it's a it's a waffle batter with mashed very ripe plantains in it, and we're just pushing it through the um, waffle line. You feel quite strongly about plantain. Don't I you? feel very strongly about a plantain. Plantain. <laughs> well, I say plantain. We say dodo. I know you said dodo, say dodo but I'm place. from Antigua and we say plantain. So why is plantain such a staple in your? In it's your just cooking? I like the counterpoint of sweet and salty. And it just gives you like a little, it just takes you over the finish line. <laughs> it's like a happy ending of culinary happy ending. And I see like, I see a salad here as well. This is black um, cumin and cumin seed. So it's a whole black cumin seed and sweetheart cabbage. And it's just broken down with a little salt, sugar, like good Malden salt, um, a little pinch of sugar and lime, lots of lemon juice, and then a vinaigrette that I made just with. Um, hot English mustard, rapeseed oil, and uh, sugarcane vinegar. And I was trying to pay attention to you, but Daddy brought out the chicken. Can you talk me And you the got chicken? very, very distracted. <laughs> so there's two, there's a whole bunch of chicken. So there's chicken in the deep fat fryer over here. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good sound, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's a happy sound. So the, the chicken has been seasoned overnight. And then uh, we dipped it in a very light batter and then rolled it in panko. And then we just dropped it in the deep fat fry. And then we've made an orange and ginger syrup. So it's oranges, ginger, cardamom, all sorts of like cinnamon sticks and whole chilies and lots of gorgeous things like that. So, you know, when you have waffles, you always have syrup. So then you have maple syrup, chicken and waffles in America, it makes it, but we just like to, like to, you know, jazz it up a bit. So tell me the story of the orange syrup. Orange and ginger syrup. It was back in the birdcage days. We used to have a pub in Columbia Road called the Birdcage. And, uh, it's still there. Oh, honey baked chicken is the go-to dish in our family for every big events and stuff. So it's a kind of jazz version of honey baked chicken, basically. So instead of just doing the honey at the end, I started making this syrup one day. 
with oranges and ginger and chilies and then I put that on the chicken at the end instead of the honey and it was a whole new world a whole new world and uh, and everybody loved it so we've just been doing it ever since and then at the Jack John Star which is another pub we had we used to do chicken and waffles which is a very southern American thing and I loved it like Gladys Knight has a chicken and waffle house in America um, so I started doing chicken orange and ginger baked chicken and waffles and then today we've done fried chicken with orange and ginger syrup and planted waffles. These waffles made. So of... it's, a, it's like it's like a pancake batter, which is which is essentially a waffle batter, uh, a little stiffer than a pancake batter. So it's like flour, baking powder, corn flour, eggs, um, a little pinch of salt and sugar every, in in there, and then we mash the planting and just put it all in the uh, food processor and blitz it all up together. And then just ladle it into the waffle machine. And um, and you have made extra. There's always extra. How are you talking I to? I just, what kind of question is that? It's just, it's just worth checking. I don't ever want to take it for granted. I just find it confusing when people ask me shit. I've made it already. This drink. I made it. Um, I made it for Candice Carty Williams. But I don't think it got the time it deserved. And I'm going to be making quite a lot of them because what I'm trying to show to people is that the mixture of um, oat milk and turmeric as a base becomes a portal for so much joy and healing and comfort today I've done a bit of uh, cinnamon nutmeg, well we actually did mace which I've just found out is the uh, skin of nutmeg, I didn't know that and it's spicy, we're going to put a little bit of green cardamom in, just like two just to give it a little bit, it needs spice I mean it doesn't need spice I like it to have a bit of spice, so we're also going to put a little bit of ground allspice but the beginning is always oat milk and turmeric, and then you can just party. And then we use a, a honey, of course, but we use mum's lovely posh one from Fort and Mason with a bit of vanilla in it. And that's it. That's it. And it's golden milk, but I'll come up with a Makita steeper name for it. Starting with you, Andy, from 10 to 60, uh, run me through your hairstyles, starting at 10 and ending up now. Um, Great question. Little sort of short afro, yeah. uh, plaits with beads, like loads of different cane row hairstyles. One very, very brief moment of trying to relax it and it melted completely. So I never did that again. And then locks and then really mash up and then bald and then locks again, and then longer locks, and then more plaits, and then bald. Yes, yes, not wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm done with this I shit. I think you forgot about the one mislaid step of weave. For oh my god, I had a weave for about twenty. In fact, that was what made not me put that. the. That was what made me shave my head. Yeah. I put a weave in my head. I had a weird bob for how long? I think a week. About actually. maybe two weeks tops. And I was just like, no, you look really weird. It was weird. It's and like... I just, I lifted it up and cut it out of my head and then just shaved it. Yeah. And every time I've shaved my head, it's been, it's been a moment like that. Like, I'm done with this shit. Like, absolutely. The first time I ever shaved it, I was with Nana. We were backstage. We were about to go on stage, maybe, maybe a couple of hours before. And I was going moaning about my hair was breaking. And she said either sharp or shave it and I went shave it and she went really I went yep we went to Boots we bought a Bix razor and soaked up my head and just shaved it off and then I put a head tie on and went on stage and we didn't tell anyone <laughs> and then I was dancing around and my head tie flew off and all the guys went what <laughs> but it just has always felt very liberating
writing. It's a transitional thing. It just means that you're not... It, well, that's when I felt stuck, do you know what I mean? And I, it, if somebody like Charlotte had been around when I was a kid, yeah. I'd probably still have a whole head, head of hair right now. You know what we just did, Mum? Your hair journey. Oh <laughs> we oh always... In our family, always like, how's your hair journey? And my mum's like, fuck off. What's your hair journey, Kate? Um... Oh, baby with the most beautiful, beautiful mom. How gorgeous was my hair as a baby? Just like soft it little waves and curls. I mean, and then grew into very long, uh, fine. My hair was very fine, but curly and very long. Quite a lot of it. Like, yeah, loads of it. To my bum, till I was like nine. And then at nine, I started plaiting it in single plaits, which looked exactly like my hair looks now, which is why I do the same thing now. Then weave. And then... And then, wait, wait, wait. And that no, you was... had locks. Oh God, yeah. Sorry, I had dreads. Uh, squat party days. And then that weird guy sh- cut them all off and stuck a weave on me, which was at fourteen. And then the next year, I got pop world, and I had a weave till I was thirty. Jesus Christ, sixteen. Yes. Oh my God, it was so hard. And actually, to, and then after that, I, I start, what happened is I started plaiting my weave, and then I did more plaits, more plaits, and it was like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just plait my own hair? And then I took my weave out, and my hair was five foot longer than the weave. So I was like, right, okay, this isn't about the hair. <laughs> and it is, you become attached to this thing because the first time I got one, that was to impress a boy. But when I got to TV, into the TV world at fifteen, they were like, this is, this works for TV. Having this weave, this is what we need this to, is have the look to, TV. We want you yeah. to have. Yeah. So, uh, so I became attached to it in a weird way that it was like my in my career was it, within also, this way. It was like to not have that. Yeah, like they'd be like not groomed. They'd be like, "What are you going to do? How are you going to fix this mess? Yeah. Not who should we get to help you with your natural curls? Yeah. How can we help <laughs> you no. become like groomed and feel good and yeah. confident? No, it was because like, how are you going to fix that? Yeah, how are you going to fix this? So it's quite an interesting way to start. But now I love my hair, and it's interesting that the hair I love now is just me back to being nine years old but also when mum shaved her head she got great British menu a few days later a few weeks later yeah and when I got my plaits my career came back and that's not about hair that's about how you feel about yourself yes also the message that you get from the world that beauty doesn't belong to you yes starts really from dot from day from the beginning you know everything tells you that uh, beauty is through a European white lens, basically, yes. and that's where beauty lies. So most women of colour, whether they're black, Asian, brown, you know, whatever they are, as far as in, as in my experience, have been twisting and turning yes. and bending and tweaking and pulling themselves, trying to desperately become this thing that we would never be. It's clearly something important and topical because it's twice in this series that this yes. conversation has come up and by accident I mean we didn't know who Lem was bringing yeah yeah because it's about you know there's a lot of talk about mental health and happiness and power empowerment and all of that stuff and it starts with feeling like you have the right to feel good about yourself yes. you know we're not talk- I'm not talking about being pretty I'm not talking about a kind of superficial narrative I'm talking about beauty which lies it's a many layered very complex thing yeah beauty is not about prettiness or not prettiness it's about how you feel within the world and whether you have the right to look how you look and whether the, even something as basic as what come, grows out of your head is okay. I think that's why I was always obsessed with America when I was a kid because there was a lot more liberation in the way black girls and mixed race girls looked. And it, It's so funny because I grew up in Labrook Grove in like, you know, mid 80s, late 80s. So it's like, 
there was a lot of other mixed race girls around me. I was very, very lucky, but still that conversation was a, a massive thread through our lives. Like, do you like your hair? What kind of hair do you have? How do you do your hair? Good hair. Good hair. No hair. Because like my hair's a lot looser and finer than my cousin Phoebe's, yeah. which was a lot more Afro. And, and, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte's one of the people that um, helped promote, um, you know, the kind of the new scale of curl and texture. And that all textures... Oh, it's a good texture. It's There's a good no texture. You just are a four C or a two B, and yeah. that's what I mean. Just that reframing of find your texture rather than how do you want to fix your dry, coarse, terrible curl? Yeah. How can you make can yourself look better? You? Yeah. How can we yeah. fix this? Charlotte just said, "Who are you?" Something as small as check the chart and find out where you are in that and who you are. That is powerful stuff. That is powerful. If that was around when I was ten. I would have had a completely different relationship with my hair. I always am like drawn to her, not just on Instagram and stuff, but when I see her out in the world doing her work and see her brand and feel her energy, there's something very recognisable about it to me. I know. And when she started talking to me about Carnival and the old sound, going to the (laughs) same sound systems that I used to go to and being in those literally in Paris Square where we used to be. Well, this is the thing. She was, she was, just across our square. I was like, oh my so we've god! We've probably just been close to each other yeah. for years without actually knowing, knowing each other. Energetically, yes. so it, today and like having her here just felt so easy and right yeah. and fascinating and familiar and new and sort of inspiring all at the same time. Yeah, it felt good. You know, I feel like it was good for her to be able to share with us today yeah. all that we are all doing and kind of explain to each other why and where it comes from. And she just, I felt like she, she was happy to really share parts of who she was. Oh my God, today's been so amazing. It was just so refreshing to see Andy and Makita at the door welcoming me. I thought that was so special. And what a beautiful home, so warm, you know, kind of really reminds me of living in Ghana in the compound house and that sharing and the community and the connection. And honestly, the food, wow. It was 10 out of 10. Everything was so delicious. I'm actually taking a lot of it home with me (laughs) to share it with my daughter and my husband because honestly, I want them to taste this chicken. It's so good. And um, yeah, I had such a lovely time, such nourishing conversation. I I just felt so at ease talking with um, Andy and Makita and I felt like something that was just natural it was like we it's like a sister from another mother it was just we were just in the flow we both just felt so warm and like just happy to meet each other and really enjoy each other's stories so i have the charity love na Denswa, which i set up um well it, i set it up about six years ago but i actually started really working hard on it properly during a pandemic and the whole idea of the charity is to help young people especially in underdeveloping countries to learn a skill so they can help themselves and their families because I felt like in places like Ghana you know it's really difficult for young people to learn a skill because they have to pay and a lot of the parents haven't got the money to put them through you know the apprenticeship so a lot of them end up 
under 18 with two kids, single parents, struggling, you know, life's tough. So me teaching them skills and helping them to set up their own enterprises, like a small shop or even like doing it from home or whatever, it's really kind of empowered them to believe that they can be somebody and also they're earning enough money to be able to help themselves and their families, which I think is a great thing. If and when you have Andy and Makita around, what are you cooking for them? Ah, <laughs> I think I'll try and emulate how they made okra because I really loved it, but it's definitely jollof rice. My jollof rice is like out of this world. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.